Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. John chapter 2, well, let's start reading in verse 1. It came to pass that Eric Holler became a grandfather on September... Oh, no, that's not what... I'm sorry. That's not what it says. I'm sorry. I'm all eat up with it. I can't get it out of my head. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Anybody know who that is? Yes, Mary. Good job. I know usually the go-to answer is Jesus, but... The mother of Jesus isn't Jesus, so we know that's not the right answer. Mary. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Verse 3. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. You know, the future is now. We're finishing up this series today. Called the future is now. Because we understand that to live by faith, you have to stay aware of now. Because now faith is the substance. Not then faith, not will be faith, not was faith. Now faith. Well, I used to believe. No, no, no. No, it's now faith. Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Things hoped for. That is the future. Now faith. Faith is now. Future is now. And we see this all throughout the scriptures. That this is in the heart of God because the Lord said, I will give you a future and a hope, right? So that we continually think about and hold fast our confession of what we're expecting. But that it has to start now. It has to be right now in order for it to be then. Now, the future is now. Now, the future is now. The future is now. You see what I mean? It's right now. It's in the present right now. And, and just a second ago it was now, but now it's now. And, and now it's now. And now it's now. And now it's now. Huh? And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Verse 4. <clears throat> Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. What did Jesus say? The future's not now. <laughs> That hour is coming, but it's not here yet, right? And Jesus is not going to do anything outside of his timing because he said, I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it, and I don't do anything unless the Father tells me to do it. So I'm on the Father's timeline. I'm on his schedule, and, and according to him, the hour has not yet come. That's what he thought. Verse 5, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. In other words, she just said, the future is now. The future is now. The hour is now. Watch. Look what Jesus says. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons of peace. So we know that there's six at 20. We have 120 gallons at least, right? With the possibility of there being 180 gallons gallons <laughs> that's a lot of wine verse 7 Jesus said to them notice he didn't correct his mom he didn't say I don't think you heard me I said my hour's not yet come what does he do 
He says, huh, the future is now. Fill the water pots with water. Well, how does it go from him not being his hour to it being his hour? Good answer. Jesus, Mary, or faith. One of those three, right? <laughs> faith. Now faith is the substance of those things hoped for. And Mary acted in faith. She heard what he said. But see, faith is another realm. And faith has an... It's like candy to a baby. Faith is to God. He cannot resist it. He won't resist it. My hour's not yet come. Most people would say, well, Lord, you're sovereign in your timing. Right? Anybody, I mean, come on. Would we not have maybe stopped right there and said, oh, okay, he said it's not his time, I guess. Bummer. If the wine's over, the party's over. Right? If, the wine, if it's out, the party's over. But she says, whatever he says to you, do it. And he steps right into that hour. It was the only thing that changed it was her faith. That changed what seemed to be the unchangeable thing. This is God's timing. Yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm changing that. I'm changing that because I believe God. And God responds to faith no matter what his schedule is. No matter what. He shows us here, we see here from God that what's more important to him is not so much his timing as it is our faith in him. Because he'll move time. He'll move time to respond to your faith. That's why I'm saying you have to get it in your head. Future is now. The future is now. It's now. Now is the hour for your healing. Now is the hour for your provision. Now is the hour for that restoration in that relationship. Huh? Come on. Now's the time. How long are we going to put up with this before we decide, no, the future is now. This is not just something that's distant from me that, that I keep in, the, in, the, in the, the dearest places of my heart and have a, a, a certain wish and a hope that things would get better, that we could fix this relationship, that my body would line up with the healing power of God. No, I, I'm going to declare today the future is now. Yeah. It's now. Yeah. I choose to believe God and then to therefore declare what God has said in my life and get that yeah. building material out there called words. To get this world that you're living in to look like what you're saying. Your confession hmm, is the building material for it. Now's the time. Let's all say it. The future is now. The future is now. The future is now. The future is now. Thank you, Lord. Because here's the thing. Future is only known in time. Future is not an eternity. Eternity doesn't have a beginning or end. It doesn't have a yesterday or tomorrow. It's always now. So we have to then instigate and evoke what is true in eternity in time. Hmm? So you're not, you're not bound then by the elements, if you will, or the constraint of time. Faith, faith exceeds that. This is good. With this eternal word that you believe and declare. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, let's turn there for a moment. Y'all stay with me. 
Believe me, if anybody is ready to get out of church today, I, I have an appointment. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, does that include you? Anyone is where? In Christ. He is a new creation. Oh, I love that. Is. This is a right now present reality. You are a new creation. Well, I've been saved 40 years, still a new creation. Still just as new as you were the first moment you, br- you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You are just as new. Because there is no corruption in this new creation. Woo! Because this, corrupt, this corruption, I mean, the corruption that came to us came from our father Adam. But now that you have the nature of God, there is no corruption in his nature. Now you're with him. You're like him. Old things have passed away. And all those old things, all the old ways, the old ways of thinking, the old living, and the old things that... That is, things that grow corrupt, those things are gone. In Christ, it's always a brand new experience. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 21, for he made him, that is, God made Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is how thorough this work is done. We're not striving, we're not trying to be righteous. No, you are righteousness right now. See, an exchange took place. When he became sin, you became righteousness. God made a deal with you. Man, it's the deal of a lifetime. You got the better end of that deal. He became sin. You became righteousness. Therefore, your whole nature now has changed to a righteous nature. Amen. Now, you get to use the excuse everybody else does. I can't help it. I was born this way. Hmm? I can't help it. I was born this way. I was born to live holy. I was born to serve God. I was born to worship him. I was born to love others. I was born to love God. Huh? I can't help it. Now this is my new nature. Hallelujah. I can't help it. I walk by faith. I believe God. I believe that good things are still to come because Jesus Christ is my high priest of the good things to come. Amen. And those good things are in my life right now. I believe that the future is right now. I don't have to wait on heaven to experience heaven. I can have heaven right here, right now. Because Jesus taught me to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you catching this today? Verse 1 of chapter 6, we're we're getting there. Uh, Verse, we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. How do you receive the grace of God in vain? How is that possible? You start trying to work for it. You start trying to perform for grace, and grace didn't allow that. Grace didn't come by you being good. Grace comes by you believing Jesus. That's it. It's a gift. God won't allow you to work for it. No, 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 no. Stop your trying. Just believe. Your trying's never going to measure up. Just believe. That's all he needs. All right? Verse 2. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. All right. Now, Paul is quoting from the book of Isaiah here. And then on top of that, Paul gives this commentary right from it. Paul says, behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Okay. So God says, I, I have heard you and I've helped you. And then Paul said, that means it's now, folks. It's now. Right now is the acceptable time. The word acceptable means a time of favor. 
The time right now is the time of God's favor in your life. Right now, today is the day of salvation. This is so good. In the Hebrew, um, when it says, uh, it's Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8, actually. In an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. That word salvation, I love this. It's the Hebrew word. You're going to recognize it right off the bat is Yeshua. In the day of Yeshua. In the day of Jesus, that's what this is saying, Yeshua, uh, Joshua, that's what Jesus' name was. Through Greek transliteration, it has become Jesus. But all the Jews knew him as Yeshua HaMashiach, Joshua the Messiah. And, and Yeshua is a huge word, this salvation, it's a huge word. I'm going to just give you some definitions from the, uh, from the Greek concordance, is that okay? Help you kind of open it up to you to see the vastness of it. Salvation, or Yeshua means salvation, Praise God. Thank God for salvation. Deliverance. What is deliverance? Well, from anything. <laughs> what do you need deliverance from? Huh? Fear, worry, sin, habits, hell. It's all provided right there. Hmm? Deliverance from fear. Uh, it also means this. Welfare. Now, not not like we have in this country, not a welfare system. Welfare, meaning, meaning your well-being, spirit, soul, and body. All right? It also means prosperity. This is what Yeshua means. It's in the name. This is powerful. Prosperity, salvation by God, and victory. I'll take any of that. Right? I'll take any of that. Salvation, deliverance, welfare, prosperity, victory. It's all yours. And God says, I have heard you and I've helped you. And this is what I provided. So Paul says, hey, we got to get it. It's now. It's not something that we have to strive. For. It's already done. So it's right now. Whatever it is that you have need of in the way of salvation, in the way of prosperity, in the way of welfare, in the way of victory. Listen, it's done. It's done. Now is the accepted time. Now is the time of favor. Now is the time for your victory. Now is the time for welfare. Uh, and for prosperity. Romans chapter 10, verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. I'll explain this in just a moment, but watch verse 7. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Notice he says in verse 6, he says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. The righteousness of faith speaks in this way. And he first tells us what it doesn't say. <laughs> what the righteousness of faith is not supposed to say. Who will do this or who will do that? Watch verse 8. But what does it say? What does the righteousness of faith speak? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. And Paul here is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 30. Where God is talking to the children of Israel. Now listen to this. Let's look at verse 1 here of, of verse 30. Stay with me, all right? Are you awake? Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, listen to him. He's got something really good to say. Deuteronomy chapter, or verse 11, yeah. It says, for this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it, what? Far off. Well, you know what he's saying to them? This is really simple, guys. What I'm telling you, it's not mysterious. So stop trying to make it some ethereal, mysterious. We don't understand the ways of God. Yes, we do. God became a man so that we could understand him. Hello. All right. 
It's not too mysterious, and it's not far off. Watch, verse 12. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us to bring it to us that we may hear and do it? What God is saying is, you don't need somebody to come down from heaven that will come and tell you this word that I've already told you. We like to play that, though. Well, when, you know, whenever the Lord's ready to do something, just waiting on him. All right, next, verse 13. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Look, 14. But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. The word is near you. Say, the word is near me. Yeah, see, the evidence that the future is now, my family, the evidence that the future is now is found in your believing and speaking. That's where it is. And Paul then puts a New Testament light on this Old Testament scripture and says, for you, this is about Jesus. The righteousness of faith doesn't say, well, where's Jesus? Who's going to come down here and help us? Who's going to go up to help us? He says, it's already done. God has already done everything he's going to do. Jesus, when he said it is finished, then it was finished. And what Paul says, he says, it's on you now, my family. The word is near you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. So you don't stand back and make excuses like, well, just waiting on Jesus, waiting on God. No, 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 no. Really, what you're waiting on is you. You're waiting on yourself. Open your mouth. Let that word out. That word is very near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. If you are a child of the living God, my family, you've got the great counselor with you always. The spirit of the living God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is your ever-present counsel. Jesus said when he comes, he's going to guide you into all truth and he's going to show you things to come and he carries with him the anointing that abides in you and that anointing teaches you everything that you need to know peter said it like this he has already god has already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him how is it with all of this scriptural evidence and truth and reality we stand around and go just waiting on the lord You are made in his image. He made you like him. Act like him in the earth. Declare, call those things that be not as though they were. Declare that this is your last day of settling. This is your last day of putting up with the same old, same old. You're going to have what God says you can have. You're going to declare his word and you're going to get his promise working in your life. This is not just something that's far off and distant. This isn't a sure would be nice kind of experience if things would work out for me. No, they have worked out for you. Amen. It's already done. It's finished. You come and take it and you declare in Jesus name that the timing is now. The timing is now. Right now is your hour. Right now. I don't care who says what. Huh? If someone can change God's timing, what man's timing is? (laughs) Huh? Amen. Amen. Listen, it's finished. I told our 930 service this. I married a really good woman. She didn't do too half bad either, but I... (laughs) 
I got, still got the better end of that deal. You know, I was telling somebody the other day that her voice and the Holy Spirit's voice are so similar. <laughs> almost exactly alike. But I asked her to marry me 25 years ago. And she said yes. And I haven't asked her since. I haven't because I haven't had to ask her. That's a one-time deal, right? This is a one-time deal. It, when he said it's finished, it's finished. Lord, I, I, Lord, would you forgive me? No, I already did. Why are you asking for something I've already given you? Lord, will you provide? No, I already did. It's all, it's all done. Open your mouth. The word's near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Amen. Declare what I've got, what I've already done for you. Declare what he has promised you. Amen. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. That means we've got to be responsible. Like we're adults, like we're grown up or something. I've told you this before. It's a lot easier to just be a Calvinist. I kind of envy them in that way that just float through life. Everything's happening by the sovereign will of God anyway. I'm just here to be the pawn. <laughs> it don't work like that, though. It just don't work like that because then you got to stand before him and go, oh, I'm sorry. I was just a lazy Christian. <laughs> Forgive me. Okay, I want to lead you in something and then we'll close with this, okay? I want to lead you in some, conf in, in, in some confessions. Let's get this activated Amen. in our heart and our mouth today. All right? Whew. Thank you, Lord. Say this with me. I am blessed right now. Why don't we just stand together? I think we just, I think we talk better when we're standing. Huh? We're, we're, we're a little bit more confident in what we're saying. Hmm? Say, I am blessed right now. I am and will continue. To be, a to be a blessing. Christ became a curse for me. That I would become blessed. I am healed right now. Christ became wounded for me. That I would become healed. I am rich right now. Christ became poor for me. That I might become rich. I am righteous right now. Christ became sin for me. That I would become the righteousness of God. In Him. I am a child of God right now. Because Christ, the Son of God, became the Son of Man. So that I, the child of man... <laughs> could become a child of God. Right now, I have everything that I need that pertains to life and godliness. Right now, I am accepted by God. Right now, I am forgiven by God. Right now, I am loved by God. Right now, I live in the reality of God's promises. 
right now. I have the word of faith in my mouth and in my heart. Therefore, the future is now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We believe it today. We believe it. We believe it today. We believe your word, your everlasting word, your counsel that stands throughout all generations. We understand because of that eternal truth that your word is from everlasting to everlasting. We don't have to worry about these circumstances around us because they're subject to change. They're temporary. They're not our lot in life. Hallelujah. This is just stuff that happens, but we're here to bring, be agents of change and declare your kingdom come in my life, in my family, on my job, in my business, wherever I go, in my neighborhood, in my city, in my state, in my country. Amen. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we're in this world. Oh, we're not of this world. We're citizens of a kingdom. And when you speak, my family, you speak for heaven. Because that's your hometown. That's where you're from now. So you call heaven here now. As it is there, so it is here. And it is good there. And there is life there. And there is peace. And there is joy. And there is healing. And there is restoration. Amen. It's all at your beck and call right here. We don't have to just wait for it when we get there. You can have it here now. Because the future is now. Father, thank you for blessing everyone here today. Thank you, Lord, for the word that has come to us and what it will do for those who will hear it, accept it, and bear fruit. And I think it to, that today they will not only hear it, not only accept it, but they will also bear fruit. Because by hearing and accepting, <laughs> we do bear fruit. I thank you, Lord, for your promises. Being that reality that these people live in every day. The good things of God. God, what you went through. What our Savior went through to ensure that these promises are ours. They were so important to you that now we can stand and declare all the promises of God are in Him. Yes. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. And He brought to us a better covenant established on better promises. So we thank you that the future is now. And we will live by faith. And we will see the fruit of our faith. We will see it. We'll be living in it. Our children will see it. Our grandchildren will see it. We will stand in awe of the goodness of our God. For you are faithful. Faithful, faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that great gospel that has changed our lives forever, that Christ died for our sins and that he was buried and he rose again the third day. And whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.